Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message.
Jesus has many names. He's described in many, many ways. One of the ways that the Lord is described is that of a branch. I heard a message not long ago about a root. The Lord being described as a root. He was a root. He came out of dry ground. And he's that too. But I want to look at Isaiah's description. Jesus, and there's there's a lot of prophetic uh, things being said throughout this and many other Old Testament books as well as New Testament, but I want to stay right here for a few minutes because 
just like we sang, I am not alone. I believe everybody that's listening right now or that will listen, I know that you can benefit from what God wants you to know and me to know today. So we're going to start at verse 1 in chapter 11. And it says, Isaiah said this, There shall come forth a rod, a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Listen closely, verse 2. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight, though, out of those seven things, listen, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. That speaks volumes to me. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, meaning that he's not going to be impartial. He's not going to be influenced by who people are. Nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He's an impartial God, and I'm so glad. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And we know that the word, especially when it came from the words, like a double-edged sword, sharper than any double-edged sword, the Bible says. And with the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt or girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist, or, or girdle, rather. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together in a little child shall lead them. This is what is to come. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. I want to stop right there because that alone right there, just to know that that will take place one day, ought to make any skeptic at least curious. It's hard for me to even imagine that. But but I, I want to go back to verse 2 for a moment. And those seven things that we read two times, it's not exhaustive. That's not all that Jesus is and was. But I, I want to tell you today, in your life, those seven things, you can't live without those seven things. And again, I want to just emphasize that out of those things, verse 3 says that the Lord Jesus, more than the spirit of wisdom or understanding or being a counselor or being a God of might, that that his delight was actually in fearing. He wanted to please the Father when he arrived. And I just think that that 
ought to be a hallmark of every Christian more than wanting to uh, make great feats in this world or great accomplishments above, accomplishments above all of that. I think one of the best things anybody could ever say about you or me or any real blood-bought, redeemed child of God is that that person fears the Lord. And I'll tell you this. The more you fear God, the more you will obey the Word of God. You know, a lot of people struggle. You've heard terms like, well, they got one foot uh, in the world, one foot in the church, and you, all kinds of things like that. I'm telling you, you don't fear God when you, when you can straddle. Amen? You, you don't. There's no way you can have a holy, Christ-like fear of God and still flirt and play around. I don't care if you are in the flesh. People won't play the flesh card. That's no good. But I, I, I want to tell you, as you think about that today, well, well, I, I think about God, but I, I, I mean, I'm not consumed with how God feels about things and choices and what I think on and how I spend my time and, and all that. You, you really, now's a good time in history and in your life to start thinking about how you think about God. And Isaiah wasn't the only one that referred to Jesus as a branch. In fact, there, he was the first, but there's four other Old Testament prophets. I'll, I'll share with that, that with you right quick. Jeremiah said it in the 33rd chapter and the 15th verse, in those days at that time will I cause the branch of righteousness to grow up, referring to the same passages we just read out of Isaiah. And he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. Then over in Daniel chapter 11, Daniel said, but out of a branch of her roots shall one stand up in his estate, which shall come with an army and shall enter into the fortress of the king of the north and shall deal against them and shall prevail. That's Jeremiah. Then Zechariah chapter 3 said this, Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. The branch started out as a root out of dry ground, but I'm glad that that wasn't the end of the story, that he became a branch that would later reach down through the portals of heaven and it would be able to be extended to you so you could be helped or assisted. In fact, uh, this is no way at all the biggest branch that I wanted to bring today but it's one that I can handle and still preach and walk because I imagine Jesus a whole lot bigger than this right here. But all of you in here, you've heard stories of somebody being rescued, maybe being trapped in a river or some water sometime, and they couldn't get to them because it was swift, and maybe all they had to do was extend the branch out there they could pull the person or out of quicksand. And then, you know, in the winter, in some of these places that really get real winters, unlike 
other places you're very familiar with, listen to me. There's people that stuck on ice because their water actually freezes over so much. They ice skate on it and go ice fishing and all that. But there's been times, I've seen this, where people have actually broken through some, some vulnerable areas on a lake and they had to be rescued. And all the person could get to because of hypothermia and everything else was a branch. And a branch would be used to be as an extension of that person's arm to be able to reach the person and pull them back to safety. Folks, that's absolutely no different at all, yet on a greater scale, what God did for mankind, what he did for every one of you and me. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You heard that before, haven't you? And you know what that means? That means the branch. God sent a branch down here because he knew that you'd get trapped in some cold situations where you'd feel like you were alone, where you'd feel like, well, the only way I can cope with this is through drugs or alcohol, or maybe the only way I can cope with this is to get out of this. And God says, there's a better way than that. His name's the branch. I need to be able to extend a branch when people get into dark places, or maybe you've been caught in swift water, or you feel like you're drowning in depression, or you're drowning in debt, or you're drowning in loneliness, and God knew that before you were ever conceived. And he said, well, I can do something about that. So God reached down again through history, through time, and through the heavens and down to this earth as a baby in a manger. He sent a branch, a root out of dry ground, but it became a branch that could reach you. God reached farther down, as the song said, that I could ever reach up. And he did that through the arms of Jesus. And I'm here today because I wouldn't be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ had God not extended his arm, that branch, to me when I was dead in my trespasses. Sometimes I get full of fear. How many of you have ever been grippled by fear? You have. Doesn't matter what it's about, what the root cause is, when fear gets a hold of you, I'm telling you, the one that knows no fear is able to reach in that fearful situation and say, all you got to do, Opie, I've already extended myself. All you got to do is just grab. All you got to do is just grab. Sometimes there's been moments in my life, and I know I'm not by myself, that I didn't even have the strength to grab the branch. It's been that bad before. It's been that fearful. It's been that scary. It's been that lonely. It's been that hurtful. It's been that confusing before. And God knew that I couldn't even do it. And I'm going to tell you right now, God is able to reach in the life of every person here and he's able to say, I've got a branch out there for you. If you can grab it, grab it. But if you can't, Jesus also is an outstretched hand on the end of that branch. And when you can't reach up 
Hallelujah, that branch can still reach out, but you just got to allow God to get a hold of you because what's happening in our lives and what's about to really pick up on a very fast-moving train again is that people are going to be, and people are right now, reaching and grabbing all kinds of things that present themselves as hope and as the answer. But the Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father. And I'm telling you, there is no other way to find hope in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation than the grabbing hold of Jesus, the branch of heaven, the branch of earth, and saying, Lord, I don't understand. I don't like the way things are. I don't like the, where, the place that things are going but I'm grabbing you out of faith like I did when I was a sinner, and I know you'll pull me out and you'll pull me through. That's the kind of God that's still alive today in your life. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15, says in Scripture what I just painted with several pictures, like with rushing water, like with a frozen lake, God did this many times. But all of you pretty much know this story by heart, but I'm just going to touch on it. This is verse 15 of Deuteronomy 5. It says, and remember, you were a slave. He's talking to the children of Israel. You were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the seventh day. So see, there's times in your life when you just can't grab the branch. But I'm glad that that outstretched arm, that branch, has a hand on the end of it, and it's got a nail scar in it, meaning... He wasn't just hurt, and that was one of the the trademarks of him going to Calvary. That meant that he defeated everything that they did to him, and everything they did to him that he overcame, everything that happens in your life when that hand reaches out to you every day of your life. You can grab it knowing that he's overcome the world. You can overcome the world because greater is he that's in you than he, it, she, they, them, or that that's in the world. God's already overcame, and he's still reaching his hand out today, saying, listen, I'll grab you if you'll just look my way. That's what happened on the cross. We know it very well, don't we? One said, listen, here you are up here with us. If you're all that, why don't you just get all of us off of these crosses? And then the other one said, listen, you don't even know what you're talking about. Do you not understand that this, this man, and I'm paraphrasing, but this man right here, he didn't do one thing. We are getting what we deserve. And then he looked over at Jesus a few words later, and he said, Lord, will you remember me when you enter your kingdom? See, he was grabbing the branch. The hand of Jesus might have been nailed to the cross, 
But hallelujah, the Lord heard him and knew what he was saying. I need help. I'm on my way to hell, but I believe you are the branch. I believe you are the answer. I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe you are the door. Will you remember me when you enter your kingdom? Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. I'm telling you, church, God will do it if you'll just grab hold to him. You know, a branch, we got, we got a branch in our uh, yard on a tree that it holds one of them swings. Um, and we got a fancy swing. We live in the country, but we got a fancy swing, all right? Um, it's one of them kinds, some of you may have seen Ropes or really one rope together, but but it's got like a nylon circle at the bottom of it. You just swing back and forth, and you know. And I get on there with the babies, and we spin around and all that. And if it if it wasn't now, there's some branches on that tree I, I I won't put that swing on. There there's some that I I won't put that swing on and put them babies on. There's some branches on on a lot of those. Trees I won't put that swing on and I won't get on. Why? Because the branch won't be able to support. The, the branch won't be able to sustain. The branch won't get the job done. That's where I'm living right now, church. There's a lot of people trying to get the job done. They're trying to fulfill all of life's treasures. And they're reaching and grabbing little twigs and little sticks. Sin looks pleasurable for a season. I can play around with church, prayer. I can play around with praying. By the way, prayer today, 5.30, tomorrow, 6.30, and Tuesday. I can play around with all kinds of things. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of these days, you're going to jump on that swing that you put on a inferior, uh, a bad branch, that's really eaten with decay on the inside, you're going to sit on it and it might be the worst day of your life and it's going to snap and all of your world's going to fall apart. You're going to find yourself hurt on the ground. And that's what people do on a regular basis. They know, again, for the third or fourth time, that Jesus is the only way. There was one branch from heaven. It'll never change, church. That story won't never change. And people hang all their hopes all their dreams, swings, their life, they're planning for a life that is not eternal. They do, I'm talking about Christians in most cases, will do this. And then when it falls apart and it doesn't meet their needs, then they can't figure out, where did I go wrong? And I preach every week in some way, shape, or form where we all go wrong when we don't fear God and walk by the Word. All of you know about that. Well, maybe you say, well, look, man, I'm, I'm way deeper in the woods than you are. I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about a nylon swing in a tree. You need to explain that to me. We, we were raised deep in the woods. I'm about to hit it for you. Let's talk about that chain tree mechanic. How about that? You know what I'm talking about. Don't sit there dignified with me. 
you know that you've seen a tree with a car engine hanging from it with a chain. Yes, say, man, I got four of them in my backyard. You might be right. Now, look, I can say this because I was a citizen. But if you want to know what that is, I don't, you can ride through East Rockingham on Safi over there. You just figure out what mechanic you want to go to. Now, some of them are not there anymore. But on, on any good day, you're you going to ride down there and see an engine or two hanging out of a tree. Amen? A lot of you are laughing. Some of you are confused. But I'm telling you the truth. And just like with the swing, you're not going to hang a car engine on the work on, on a twig or a branch. In fact, you're going to walk around. You're going to look in the yard. You're going to find, well, the one you can reach. But you're going to find the healthiest, fattest branch you can because the last thing in the world you need for that branch to do is to give way in your project, which doesn't like sand in it, by the way, falls all the way down to it and destroy what you were working on. Again, I'm just trying to give you as many visual pictures as I can. That's what people do all the time, except for what I'm talking about is more expensive than a car engine getting, getting dirt in it. I'm talking about your soul that will live in heaven or hell one day. We will hang our souls on everything that comes along. And you've got to be careful, church. And I, 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 God had to tell me more than one time today, you better stick with what I'm telling you today. Don't get caught up in all that other stuff. I'm wasting my time anyway. And so I've, I've really had to subdue my flesh because I feel like I just need to keep warning people, warning. He said, warn them with the word. So that's what I'm doing. I'm warning you with the word because I just, I mean, at any second now the rapture could take place. The, the world can't sustain at where it is right now. It, it just can't do it, church. You might be as foggy, and I've told you, told you, told you. I'm not even going to say those two initials to stay away from, but I've told you that it's, it, 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 it's where it, it's prime picking. The fig tree, oh my goodness, the fig tree's full of figs right now. And we've got to understand the, the, the last closing seconds of the last hour that we're living in. And you won't understand that unless you are a student of prayer and the Word of God. And you do that by quit falling for every little twig Everything that looks looks promising and it looks hopeful, well, I think I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow that for a while because the the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end is destruction. That's when them swings fall to the ground. That's when those car engines fall to the ground. Is when you try to support your life. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is That's right. All of the ground. All the time. So a branch is able to support you. I couldn't put a car engine or a swing on this right here. But I could put something on here that this branch right here could support as long as I could hold it. And so the outstretched arm of the Lord 
is able to support you every day of your life. In fact, I know that my steps are ordered by the Lord. And the Lord, do you think the Lord God Almighty is going to order your steps somewhere that he's not capable of extending and supporting you? No, sir, no, ma'am. That's not the kind of, he's not an inferior God. So if you feel alone at work, but God's got you there and he won't release you, I don't even know who I'm talking to. And maybe I'm not talking to anybody in this specific example, but you can pull away from what I'm saying. You may be the only one there that is saved, yet alone, God-fearing, and trying your best to hold on to the branch. God, listen to me in the name of Jesus, God will support you. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread, meaning that if you will love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you will hold to that unchanging hand, and you will let the branch be your support, what you depend on to carry you through every day, what you depend on to get you out of misunderstandings or bad situations or hard times, God says, never begging for bread, never will you feel like you're forsaken. That's the kind of God he is. So that branch is able to support you right now. But not only that, a branch, and I, I love the fact right now that I can hold to it that a branch can do all of that, but at the end of a lot of branches, I said something about a fig tree a while ago, but at the end of a lot of branches, there's all kinds of refreshment. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something, and I don't want to start a church fight, okay? Because two people know, I know of two people, they know that right next door, which is our property as well, in the tree line of thousands upon thousands of grapes. There's two men in here that know about that, that go get them every night. You can't get them all naturally. And they don't even scratch the surface. But on a hot day, or a day when I just, when I just want uh, a real grape, not a genetically modified, bioengineered grape. It's got APIL sprayed on it. Uh, God forgive me if I wasn't even supposed to go that far to preach. I'm just talking about a real natural fruit. On a day when I want that, I can go over there if they're ripe. And not on a little old twig now. I'm talking about in the tree branches. I can just grab them and squeeze them. But I couldn't do that if there was not or I couldn't do that with an apple tree. You know, apples are coming off now. My brother-in-law lives in Hendersonville. Man, that's Apple City over there. And, and about right now, I might be next week, I don't know, somewhere around Labor Day, they have the Apple Festival. If you ever go up there, we were just there maybe three or four weeks ago, uh, passing through, and apples hanging, get this, off of the end of thousands upon thousands trees with branches with apples on them to make everything from apple juice, 
apple cider, apple salt, my favorite apple pie. That's because the branch is doing what it was created and made to do, which is provide refreshment. That's why if I turn to anything to satisfy my soul or to bring joy to my life other than the branch, I'm going to get skewed results, and I'm not going to be what God had planned for me to be when he sent Jesus 2,000 years ago, not just to be my Savior, not just to be my Redeemer, but to be a branch that would refresh me when I was full of dryness and I was full of just hard, parched days in my life. God says, well, I've got something for that. I've got a branch, Opie, and here's my son, Jesus. And all you got to do is taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste the world, but the world has a fake bitter taste. You can taste sin for a season, as I said, but when you taste and see that the branch is good, it'll satisfy you more than me walking next door and get a grape. So just grab a hold of Jesus and let him satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song about that growing up. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. I'd sing it right now, but I am going to forget the word. He'll give you peace. You've never known. Sweet love and joy and mercy too. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Jesus is the only, only, only. And again, I'm just going to say this, and God, I don't want to be disobedient. But you need to hold on to this message right here, okay? I'm telling you, don't just listen and check it out today. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, you need to remember this unless the rapture takes place or our appointment comes first. You need to hold on to the promise that the Lord God is an outstretched arm ready to save, redeem, pull, heal, refresh you all the time because the world is doing everything it can, and again, including pulpit, to get your attention away from Jesus Christ. But don't do that. He won't never change. He won't do it. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, a New Testament kind of hits this just way out of the park right here. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that, here we go now, times of refreshing. Do you hear that? So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So how do I get refreshing? How, how can I have a time of refreshing in my life? Well, the Bible just told me right here that I need to repent and, and be converted and have my sins blotted out. Well, here we go. Who do you repent to? Who who alone can blot out your sins? Who alone can convert you, take the old man and do away with him and make a new man? Behold, I make all things new. Who can do that, church? The branch can do that. 
But you got to grab him. Don't fall for the imitations. Don't fall for what's buzzing on. Well, it ain't Twitter no more, is it? X. Don't fall for whatever's getting a lot of shares and likes on Facebook. Don't do that. What you need to do is just say, Lord, you saved me. You forgave me. In fact, I was really dry and dead and I was desperate. But when I, some people say it like this, when I knelt in an old-fashioned altar, when I got up, I felt so refreshed. I felt like a new man. I felt like that I'd never be the same again. That was times of refreshing. And you're only going to be refreshed the right way by Jesus Christ. So I want to just read one more scripture that we've already read, if I can. In fact, it's verse 5, Jerry. The Bible says of uh, uh, Isaiah 11, I'm sorry. The Bible says righteousness. This is what I want you to go with today. Righteousness shall be the belt, the branch of his loins. And faithfulness the belt of his waist. So if you can imagine, I've got this brown belt on right here, which holds up, supports my pants. That's what Jesus is wearing right now. He's what, you know, King James calls it a girdle, but it, it's, it, 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 it's what you are calling a belt what it's referring to. You can grab this branch all the time, anytime, because the thing that Jesus wears, not to keep him in line or in check, but just as a reminder to me, he's wearing a belt that says, I'm faithful through it all. I'm faithful until the end. Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end. He's wearing a belt right now that says, you don't have to scratch your head or cross your fingers or hold your breath and hope that I'm faithful. I've got a reminder on to remind you that I'm faithful. When everybody else lies to you, when everybody else falls apart, I'm a faithful God. I'm not just an on-time God. If I said it, I'm going to do it. And if I did it, I can do it again. It doesn't matter. I don't run out. There's not a statue of limitation on my word. If I did it then, I can do it today because I'm God. I never change. And somebody needs to know today it's all right to fall head over heels to go all in for Jesus Christ because he's faithful He'll be there when your husband and wife can't be there. He'll be there when your children's not there. He'll be there when your employer says, I don't need you anymore. I can pocket that money. He'll be there when fake, phony people that make you think that they like you all of a sudden don't like you anymore that you maybe socialize with because he's a faithful God. The branch ain't broken. I said ain't. The branch is not broken. It's still as strong today 
It can support you. It can support your marriage. It can support your children going to school tomorrow. But that's what you need to be extending in your home. That's what needs to be extended at your house. That's what needs to be extended on your radio. That's what needs to be extended on your phone. You don't need to extend all these twigs. You need to build your house on the branch and God will support you even when you don't have meal in your barrel. God will support you because he's a faithful God. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand if you will. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you realize this. Jesus is not the branch manager. He's not one of many. See, you can have like a whole corporation of banks and over a certain amount of banks you have a regional or a district manager but then at a at just one one branch you'll have a branch but then you go to another bank, it'll be a completely different person with that title, branch manager. The Bible says God has given him a name, highly favored, highly exalted. God has given him a name above every name. He's not one of several Jesus. He's not one of several branches. He's not the branch manager. He is the branch, church. You can grab him, you can hold on to him, you can depend on him because he's not consumed with all this junk going on in the world and that's about to go down in the world again. He's, God's not moved by this stuff. You need to know today that God is faithful and he's the branch that I'm holding on. He's the branch I'm going to swing on. He's the branch I'm going to depend on and I know when it's all said and done, I'll understand it better in the by and by, but right now until that time comes, I'm just going to hold to the branch. And you watch what God does in your life. I believe the closer we get, we get closer every second, but the closer we get, the more you may feel like, well, I need to handle things in a different way that feel more secure. And I, I wasn't planning on saying this, and I want to hurry. But maybe in the area of finances. And again, God, forgive me if I'm even flirting with, with being disobedient. But I want to glorify God. Listen, all other, all other foundations are sinking sand. See, there's so much talk about the GDP to everything from digital currency money disappearing overnight, money being able to be turned on and turned off. I don't, I don't even question that at all. It's already happened and happening. Don't, I don't question that. There's no fear in love, perfect love, cast out fear. What I, what I hold to more than what they say is what he's already said. God is my source. God is your source, church. God is your branch. He can support you. I don't care if you get 10 letters. Listen, 
God is no respecter person. He's not going to supply a widow's need in the Bible with meal. He's not going to use a prophet to tell the sons of another widow to go get all the containers you can get. And when you quit getting them, there's going to no longer be oil in them. He's not going to put, listen to me, I'm going to go New Testament on you. He's not going to, uh, and, and this right here, this just shows you how legit, and I, God, I, I mean that with all respect, that the Lord is. He's not going to put a coin in a fish's mouth so a disciple can go pay taxes with it and not, and not support you. I don't mean you're going to have new cards, you're going to have money. I'm just saying whatever you need in your life until you get to glory, he knows what you need before you ask of it, and he's able to support you whether it's money or somebody taking care of something that you need money to take care of, whether it's healing, whether it's clarity, whether it's direction, God is able to support you. He's not going to give us all these examples and say, well, but y'all on your own. That's not the kind of God. That's why we read those first seven verses in Isaiah 11. He didn't come up to say, well, I, I'm going to treat them a little bit different. It's not what he is. So if you'll close your eyes today, And I want to just pray. Oh, I want to pray. By repentance. And I just invite you to pray. By, by just saying, Lord, I repent for all the times I haven't reached and grabbed you. I've grabbed on to something else. I've allowed something else to, to be my rescue or my go-to or my source. I repent, Lord. I repent. And I, I, I just feel in my heart, there, not, there might not be a half a dozen people that even feel the need to respond, but if you are in the building, if, if you are listening, you can do this where you are, but if you're in this sanctuary right now, and you're struggling with fear, you're struggling with the cares of this life, and you can't grab the branch, doesn't matter what it's about, I want you to come to this altar so we can God knows exactly why. If you're wondering at all, is God going to ever fix this situation? Is God going to ever change this? Is this ever going to get any better? I, I, I just want you to come to the altar because that falls into the category of fearing, wondering, See, when you grab the branch, you know, if I go home today, if those babies were there, and if I walked out into the yard, 
I, I won't even think twice about going to sit on that swing because I know that branch is going to support me. And if you, if you just wonder, God, is it ever going to change? Is it going to be different? I want you to leave this building today walking in the assurance that God is faithful. God will support you. He that's begun a good work inside of you, it's still strong and healthy. He's able to refresh you. He's able to take care of you. God's able to do that because he is the branch. Now, Father, we've assembled at this altar today. We've all come together, Lord. Because you know the adversary. You know the enemy, Lord. And he is behind a lot of this. But, Lord, we rebuke him in the name of Jesus. And we no longer grab a hold of him. I pray for every pair of feet at this altar right now, Lord. That they would walk in the fear of you now, Lord. Not in the fear of, is God going to handle it? Is God going to meet the need? Is God going to support? But God, we would walk in a holy, reverent fear of you. I pray, God, that we would let go of other twigs at the altar. And you got to do it. You got to repent say, Lord, I'm sorry for just putting a lot of thought into this. You brought me all the way here and look where I do. You know how many times I've prayed that prayer? God, you brought me all the way here and look at where in the world I am right now. And God will say, yeah, you're in a place where 10,000 other guys would like to be in right now. So God, I repent of grabbing on the twigs when I've got the branch right here supporting me through everything, supporting us through everything, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we would now, that unchanging hand, we would grab it. And we would just rest, Lord. Like on the swing, Lord, we would rest and be refreshed while you use us to finish the work. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not do you go to church, not do you have a cross in your home, but do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner, and you violated the law of God and you stored up wrath, and for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked Him to forgive you, and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life? If you have not done that or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand 
that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission, and you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer request, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, we will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything, uh, but you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.